Hi, this is your host, Nisa Harris, and you are listening to Shomea Ve'ona Tehillim and Other Hebrew Texts Podcast, Episode 79. The following is the recitation of Psalm 72, aka Perak or Mizmor Ayin Bet. After the recitation, stay tuned to hear more about this Mizmor. Psalm 72 Lishlomo Elohim Mishpatacha Lemelech Tain Vitzitkatcha Leven Melech Yadin Amcha Vitzedek Vaniacha Vimishpat Yisu Harim Shalom la'am. Ugvaot bitzdaka. Yishpot aniyei am. Yoshia livnei evion. Vidakei oshek. Yiraucha im shamesh. Vilifnei Yareach Dor Dorim Yuraid Kematar Al Gaze Kirvivim Zarzif Aretz Yifrach Biamav Sadik Verov Shalom Ad Bli Yareach Beyerd Miam Ad Yam Uminahar Ad Afse Aretz Lefanav Yichreu Tsiim Veoivav Afar Yelachechu Malchei Tarshish Veim Mincha Yashivu Malchei Shva Useva Eshkar Yakrivu Vishtachavu lo Chol melachim Kol goyim Ya'avduhu Ki yatsil Evyon Mitshavea Ve'ani Ve'ain Ozer lo Yachos al dal the avion benafshot avionim yoshia mitoch umechamas yikal nafsham veyekar damam beinav. Vichi 
Vitain Lo Mizhav Shiva Vit Palel Baado Tamid Kol Hayom Yevarchenhu Yehi Fisat Bar Baaretz Berosh Harim Yer Ash Kalvanon Piryo Bayatsitsu Meir Keesev Haaretz Yehi Shemo Laolam Lifne Shemesh Yinon Shemo Vit Barhu Vo Kol Goyim Ya Ashruhu Baruch Adonai Elohim Elohe Yisrael Ose Niflaot Levado Uvaruch Shem Chodo Laolam Bimalei Chodo Et Kol Haaretz Amen Beamen Kalu Tfilot David Ben Yishai Psalm 72 is the closing of the second book of Tehillim. So, Yasher Koach and Mazel Tov to all who have been learning with me up until now. The overall theme of this Mizmor is a prayer for the King of Israel. This psalm may have been written by a few different potential authors for different reasons. The intro says Lishlomo in the intro, which only occurs one other time in Tehillim in Psalm Kuf Zayin. And so this psalm is thought to have possibly been written by Shlomo HaMelech at the time when he was anointed and served as a prayer for his intended desire for how to rule his kingdom, namely with Tzedek and Mishpat, to be able to judge in righteousness, noting how he prayed similarly to Hashem for a Lev Shomea, a listening heart in, Pas- in Parak Gimel of Malachim Aleph. Alternatively, the Malbim suggests that this was written by David HaMelech as a last will and testament prayer with the final Pasuk sorry, saying, Kalut Filot David Ben Yishai, end of the prayers of David, son of Jesse, indicating his wishes for how his son's kingdom after his death would be ruled, giving me pause to remember that some of our successes are not in the merit of our own prayers, but of the powerful prayers of our parents on our behalf. Just a nice side note. The Radak points out that not all of the, of the prophecies mentioned here came to fruition in the time of Shlomo, which leads to the idea that this psalm was written to give a perspective of what the idealistic world will look like in the future times of Mashiach, when we have a leader who rules with the guidance of the divine judgment and how Hashem would have desired for his people. However you look at it, it's clear that the psalm is saying that the king of the Jewish nation has to rule with justice 
And when there is justice, there will, that will cause peace amongst the nation and not through instilling fear, but rather because he is a generous and just king, helping those in need, naturally generating respect and being a great representation of God himself as he should be doing. Pasuk 18 and 19 are said in our morning prayers in Psuche de Zimra. It, it is also said for those that finish the Sefer of Tehillim as the capstone closing for completing the Sefer. Further interesting fact, we learn now that we pray the earlier prayer of Vatikin, aka Netzachama, from the phrase here, Yerucha im Shemesh. They should fear or see you at sunrise. Rabbi Chaim Bravinder interprets that Pasuk as they should live in a world where the light of the sun shows the way to God, so that the king is not only a judge, but if the king is inspired by the light, then he inspires everyone in the way that he gives over his judgment. This reminds me of how B'nai Brown, in discussing courage in leaders, says that courage is contagious, and we can teach it, learn it, measure it, and we have to create a culture where being armored all the time is not rewarded behavior. Vulnerability, on the other hand, is the only path to courage and is the birthplace of innovation, creativity, trust, and empathy. Shlomo asks for this vulnerable, discerning, and understanding heart in order to create this culture of people who are not armored, aka not seen only by their title or status, but rather seen as the people that they are and aided according to their needs wisely. The litmus test to determine if the king abuses his power is how he treats the poor. Pasuk 12, it says, he saves the poor who is yearning to be saved. He could see them as a drain on the system and that the poor are people that can't give anything back. But here, the king aims instead to protect the poor and is responsive to their nefesh, their spirit, not just the body. He looks at the poor and doesn't just see poor people. He sees people that need salvation, and he is able to save them. And in Pasuk 13 shows how dear their blood is to him, and he will give them gold to support themselves. And therefore, the poor will always seek bracha, blessing, for the king, because he is grateful for having been seen. Rabbi Ravinder further points out that the ultimate goal of the king is to be concerned with the Tselem Elohim, for the image of God in every person, providing people with what they need to best develop themselves and become as Hashem would have wanted them to become and make a person have an easier chance to achieve their potential. So Shlomo or David could have prayed for a strong army or a strong economy during their reign, but instead, above everything, he prays to be able to appropriately change people's lives intimately for the better. To make the unfortunate less fortunate and to be in a position to have the means to appropriately judge what their potential is. I mean, wow, 
such a powerful reminder of the importance of seeing the other, no matter who they are. There is a seeming contradiction in the Torah in Devarim 15.11. It says, There will never cease to be poor in your land. Therefore, I command you, saying, You should surely open your hand to your brother, to your poor one, to your needy one in your land. But Pasuk Dalid before that says that there will be no needy among you. How do we explain this? One way the commentaries resolve this is that we will all take care of each other's needs in that ideal time. So ultimately, there will be different levels of wealth, yes, but we as a collective will have learned how to see each other and provide for each other in the ways that are needed so that no one amongst us will feel that they are needy. Rav Hirsch's opinion is that the last sign-off pasuk of this psalm is an indication that when all of this is fulfilled, it will be the completion of all David HaMelech's prayers coming to fruition. To sum it up simply, in the words of Horton the Elephant from the children's book, Horton Hears a Who, a person is a person, no matter how small. We are all leaders in one way or another. Our job is to learn the skill of courage by learning how to be vulnerable, since one cannot exist without the other. Brene Brown describes this learning more in her book, Dare to Lead, and I recommend reading further or listening to her podcast about how to develop skills on courage and leadership. And she also explains that vulnerability is not disclosure. That is a myth. Vulnerability is, can you manage uncertainty and risk and emotional exposure and stay in a hard conversation? And can you tell the truth and give feedback when it's hard and ask for feedback when it's hard? This psalm is not just telling us about the ideal role of the king of Israel. It is highlighting that we too must remember that people are just people with real lives and real problems. And if we start to have the vulnerability and learn this real skills of courage that it takes to be a leader in that moment and find the potential in people and the ways that we have the capacity to connect and help them through, That is the way that we will have a successful society. If anything should be made contagious in today's day of pandemic, it should be the courage to be vulnerable and see the other. May we be able to have the courage to be vulnerable and see people for who they are simply as people respecting any titles or lack thereof as a point of respect that is an aside in the scheme of them as a holistic being that also deals with real issues. May we be able to have an understanding heart to be able to truly see what they need and always have the desire and ability to provide that assistance to them so that they can become the best potential they can be. The learning and recitation for this week's podcast is for those affected by the Surfside Building incident in Florida. May those who need a refuah have a speedy refuah shalema of mind, body, and soul. 
May those who passed away have an aliyah, and may their families find comfort. May we know no more tragedies. Please stay tuned until after this quick break. that you would like to sponsor or if you have any questions please email me at nursenisa1 n-u-r-s-e-n-i-s-a the number one at gmail.com also don't forget to join the facebook group to be aware of upcoming episodes please subscribe and share thank you for joining okay.